welcome back to another episode of One of These Years, the pre-training camp edition, I guess we'll say, and a special episode. Uh, going to the bullpen, Chris Burke, uh, <laughs> back to join us. And I think we actually, Chris, uh, this is probably pretty good timing, it's Colton's sick this week, and hopefully he'll be on the bend as the Lions <laughs> are back out there. I think rookies are out there this weekend, like Sunday or something like this. Uh, but I think, Chris, we've, we've uh, since you've got off the show, I think we've tried to do a catch-up with you uh, on all things Lions. Uh, so how are we doing? Yeah, doing well. Um, I, I do get a little. Uh, I, I start to miss it a little bit around training camp, and then yeah, you get the FOMO, huh? For the first week, kind of remember how I felt <laughs> by like the eighth day of training camp, and <laughs> don't miss it quite as much anymore. But uh, doing all right, I guess it's like I always wonder. I'm not, never sure how much people like listening to like. W- about our jobs or you yeah, know like right. what oh, yeah. behind Sometimes the scenes stuff but I, i'm kind of curious because there's a very like the setup for training camp it, you have to go in with like a strategy yeah when you're going to cover it because that it's a little better now there used to be just the uh the patricia days they just put the media up in the riser like the tall bleachers behind the goalposts. there's only one yeah. spot uh i will say one of the funniest things i've ever seen happen was matt prater blowing up the sun suntan the sunscreen were you there that day? <laughs> i don't think so i saw that no so prater so they used to the, the risers used to be the one bleachers big riser was up like right behind the crossbar goal oh post. right yes um, i remember that yeah and uh prater did not have to kick there every day but he did, he anyway, did anyway just to like okay i know, mess with I know us. where you're going with this yeah <laughs> uh and so we were standing up there one day and he's booting few goals through and uh a former beat writer, I don't know if I, we need to name him, but uh, was the, applying sunscreen in the bleachers and Prater hit the bottle and it just exploded <laughs> everywhere. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But uh, anyway, uh, now you can go like what, like 50 to 50 basically pretty around much. the two fields um, and a couple bleachers. So what's your, what do you like to do? Where do you like to go do you like to mingle like what's your approach here it's a good question because now yeah with campbell and especially i don't know how it'll be this year last year with hard knocks i think it may have been expanded because we got to oh, go yeah. like everywhere yeah last right. year. Uh, we'll see maybe it's but last year uh i tried to not and i think i'm gonna do the same thing i didn't go out there until they put pads on i don't think i went out there on any of the non-pad days because for me it's like i like those are the beat writers get all their stuff those days that's what like, a lot of the the important things that have to get sorted, get sorted. But for me and what we do now, it's like, I don't want to see anything until they actually are going to hit. Cause I saw them in mini camp. I don't need to see any more shorts and running around. So the first day of pads, I'll try to find where the lines are and I'll just go stand there as close as I can get. Last year they let us get, I was probably eight feet from the line. So I was like right there and I watched Hutchinson and Sewell, right? The first day they put pads on the, I saw the first five reps. Those two went at it. And it was like, Aiden got dominated the first couple, and then you could start to see, right? So, like, those are the things on those first couple of days that I always try to get as close as I can to the guys that we have, like, questions still on. Like, is this guy ready physically yet? Or is he going to get embarrassed here, you know? Or is this guy going to be behind? Or, you know, usually it's draft picks um, anymore uh, because that's just how the NFL is. But, uh, yeah, man, the Patricia days were hard. When you had, like... Especially the Benat, you're you're looking all the way across the field, but I try to get as close as I can to the sound uh, of like, let's see if somebody here is, you know, over the years, I could think like Aline McNeil was one, Jonah Jackson was one that like the first day you could tell you were like, these guys are going to be pretty good. First day, 
And that's not like nuts on the first day of pads, which is like a weekend. Um, you know, we learn a lot. And I think that for this class too, I think you'll probably see some of that. What do you have? You have any questions here going in? You have any thoughts you're chewing on this year? I know the last couple it's been, you know, the process is the process. Now it's more of, <laughs> yeah. you know, okay, well, you're at the end of that and we got to go now. Well, that's, I mean, I think that's one of the questions, right? Is like, yeah. how does that look? Because <laughs> we haven't been on that side of it it's very interesting. At, as like a city with any of the teams here for like a <laughs> decade. And the Lions haven't been there in three decades, really. I, I mean, I guess you could maybe argue there were a couple of the uh, Campbell years where you knew they were going to be decent and like maybe push for a playoff spot but Recallable. nothing yeah, like yeah, this yeah. No, nothing like no. where it's like oh this this team's going to contend for the NFC uh so no. yeah i mean i think that's one of my questions is just how does it how do they look like does it look like day one do they come out and look like a team that has everything together like they you know it looks crisp and there's not a bunch of gaps on the roster where you're like oh well, that's going to be Right. The yes. linebackers can't cover anyone in the corner, but like there's no one catching passes at receiver. Like there shouldn't be any of that this year. No. So I think that is one of the questions because we've been out there. I mean, you you and I were out there like those Anthony Lynn days. Oh my God. You're like, oh, so they're bad. not gonna score a touchdown no. this year. No. Um and it this should be the <laughs> this should be the opposite of that. So I think that's one of the questions is just what does this look like? Because if you're a if you're a legitimate playoff contender, if you're a division contender, that first week of camp should be pretty sharp. It yeah. shouldn't be August thirtieth before you're looking okay. So I think yeah. that's one thing I'm and curious I to see. I think like we can say that we've seen this the last two years with Campbell, the first two years, and the first year I think it was a lot where he was sort of begging, you know, early on, like, can we please get through a day without you guys, <laughs> like, just completely wasting it? Like, can we please. <clears throat> Not have a day where we just right. waste a day, you know? And, like, back <laughs> right. back then, the first year, I think he was, like, somewhat... You're never okay with it. But I think he was, like, somewhat... Like, they had the player-run practice, if you remember that one, that first year. Yeah. I think they did it yep. again. They might have even done it again last year. But the first year, it was a big deal. And it was, like, we're just trying to, like, put one foot in front of the other. Last year, they got, like, a week in, and he had to do the same thing. And he was, like, oh, my God, look. Like, this is not... Like, we are screwing up everything, and it was sloppy... And so that's 100% uh, a thing because they can't afford, and that's where the culture shift probably has to be like the real gut check now of you don't have guys like Jamal Williams anymore, but you have some other guys in here that have grown into their voice. Uh, If they have a couple of days in pads that are just crap, are they going to get self-policed and corrected or the coach is going to have to do the same thing where they're begging these guys? Like they, I just noticed this again this morning, Chris, the Lions have two of those joint practices in Allen Park this year, that yeah. the Jags and the Giants, which yep. is the first time they've had multiple in a long time, I would imagine. I, I don't know the last time. I can't remember. Or you might remember the last time they had multiple. But those are huge telltales of, like, are you going to get the crap kicked out of you in these practices? <laughs> are you going to show up and, like, whatever? And then – and if that's what we see in some of these cases, um, that's not good like because, like, that's not – that's not what it, you know, last year Colt went down there for the indie practices, right? And it was like one day they looked like shit and then one day they looked really good and then the next day it was blah and then the Colts ended up a bad team and you're like, well, yeah, like they weren't ready to play. And so yeah. like those are the things now where it's like, are you mentally going to be able to take that leap? Yes, that's a great question. I don't know. 
And, and those are good. I mean, they obviously have a few practices before that stuff starts happening, but right. those are good tests. Like Huge the Giants tests. are going to come in here and they're going to kick you in the teeth mm-hmm. if you're not ready to go. That's a physical football team. You beat them last year. <laughs> they're yeah. still establishing their identity. Same thing with the Jaguars. Like that's a, exactly. they weren't a good team last year, but they were a playoff team, right? And, oh, yeah. You know, there's still, it's game. another one that's, as you're talking, looking around the league at like which teams are, coming up right now those are two of them Mm -hmm. and you're trying to be in that party too so i think that those are really good tests yeah i mean and and i think you also you know you to go back to the draft picks which i'm sure we'll talk about some more but you also those give you more of an idea of where those guys are at too like if you're going to draft laporta and campbell and branch uh gibbs to, to some extent too i mean guys that have played a ton yeah you're not drafting them to play in 2025. No, like you right want now. them to be out yeah. there, and you expect them to be able to process a lot of this stuff. And um, those are those are difficult positions, especially like tight end and safety might be the two most difficult positions in the league for rookies. 100%. Tight end for sure is just yeah. awful. The rookie tight ends are typically awful. Yes. Um, and so those are big tests for those guys. Like, is Laporta really going to be a guy you can have on the field in all situations? Is Branch going to be able to be out there in direct traffic? And so I think that as you get into those practices, you'll see a lot more of that because you can judge some of it from your own practice. But by the fourth day, you know, you're seeing the same calls that you've seen yeah. 40 times. And so, you know, you, to some extent, I think guys can start to cheat a little bit on some of it. Um so, yeah, those joint practices should be really interesting. And then, you know, the the downside is that those preseason games then are terrible. Yeah. You know, it's going to be like Adrian <laughs> Martinez playing 70 snaps yeah. at QB, They're but a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but whatever. I mean, uh, it's worth it for the for the practice situation. It is. And it's interesting and it's a great year to have it. Uh, I actually would have been. It's a better year for them to do this. I understand why Campbell's doing it, and you mentioned the Giants. That's 100% why he brought them in. He knows Dable, obviously, but like that's a team that's going to challenge them in areas where they need to be challenged. And the Jaguars, I said this last year, I told Colton at the time before they played them and blew them out, that that was the game that I'd circled before the year started. Because, And I still think this, is the Jags and the Lions are like peers. They're like the same. The Lions don't have Lawrence, and that's the big difference, and that's why the Jags are ahead probably right now. But if you look at the rest of the roster, like they're two of the best young, hungry, tough, you know, minded football teams. That'll be two terrific tests. And I think like this is a year where, you know, we've mentioned, you know, the first year it was like, okay, is, you know, what are we going to see from Sewell when they put the pads on? Is that going to be what you, what you think it should be? And it was. Hutchinson, same thing. Uh, the big question there. This one is a little different because I don't know if I would say that I have the same. Like, am I get, we know what Jameer Gibbs is, right? He's a running back. You know, we know what he can do. And I think that no, there's not a lot that's going to shock me there. I think I'm, I think everyone expects him to be ready to play. Um, but like Jack Campbell and Sam Laporta are the two. And I would even like pepper that down to like James Mitchell. But Campbell and Laporta are the two guys that I would say are day one of pads that I would be like, I got to see if these guys have it, especially Laporta. Because if he can block, and if he's even passable, yeah, like this is something here because that James Mitchell is the other one that I mentioned there because like if he's taking a step, I think that really changes things. But like those two guys, Campbell and Laporta, if they look like they looked in minicamp with pads on, this is a completely different conversation, I think, because if those two guys are ready to play, then I'm far more comfortable with 
all of the hype and everything else surrounding this team that they won't just start the season and fall flat on their face. Like, that's those two guys, if they're ready to go right. and they can fill spots, this thing is going to take, this thing has a chance to take off. I don't care when Jameson comes back necessarily if those two guys are ready. I do, but, you know, I don't know. I'm curious on your, like, when the pad, you're not going to be out there, but, like, if you were out there the first day of pads, like, where are your eyes going first? Like, who do you want to see? Maybe it is Jameson, maybe somebody else, but who do you want to see is like, I got to see if this guy's ready to play NFL football or not. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that those two are important. I think it's people kind of joke about like the Iowa tight end thing or whatever, yeah. but there's a reason that NFL teams keep going to the same well oh with God. certain programs because I was, you know, they had some changeover for many reasons in the strength and conditioning situation right. there, but, <laughs> but that's still a program that is going to get guys ready to go. Yeah. Um, and they play an offense and a defense that looks, you know, it, it's, it's NFL. Their, I mean, it really is. They don't closer. run it particularly right. well sometimes, no. but it's, <laughs> it's, they put you in situations that you're going to be in, right. In the NFL. And same thing with branch. Like that's not, they're not just sticking yeah. you in a corner at Alabama and saying, well, here's your one thing that you got to do. Like that's a defense you got to know and be able to mm-hmm. do a bunch of different things. So I think those are, those are, true points that you bring up there. I mean, for me, if I, the my eyes, I think probably on offense, I, I want to, I, I'm very curious to see what Vitae looks like this mm-hmm. year. Like, yeah. is he, that's interesting. Is this really going to be a thing? Like, is he healthy? Is he going to limp off four reps into the second day? Um, <laughs> because if he's healthy and he, when he is healthy, the rare times that he is healthy and he can play inside between Sewell and Ragnow, I mean, that, I know. It's has the potential uh, to be pretty good. So that's one. And then wide receiver, too, I think is the other one. You mentioned Jamison, but I think it's also. Yeah. What version are we? Is Marvin Jones Marv, still right? Marvin Jones? Uh, is Josh Reynolds like, is there anything more there that we haven't seen? I don't know that there is. I mean, I think mm-hmm. we've got a pretty good picture of him, but, you know, is there anything more there? Like, and then I guess is anyone else going to challenge in there because you still have. What Khalif like Trinity Benson's back? Tom Kennedy, I think, just lives at that facility. Um, like, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. So, uh, I think that would be the other position. Just you know what Amon Ra is. You know, eventually you're getting Jamison back. How good does the other stuff look at that spot? Vitai is one that I keep forgetting about, and he is in your 100 percent right because and the the number of times that this has happened is like so for you and far between. But the number of times that Ragnow. Vitae and Sewell are in there together with Jonah and Decker. I don't know if they, all five have ever really. I don't think really, so. But like those th- on the right side with Panay and Vitae and Ragnar, the, the, when those three are in there together, there's a couple preseason games where it's happened. And it's ridiculous. They just completely, I mean, some of the, pa- Vitae still has some pass pro issues in there by himself uh, at guard because he's just getting older and he's had the injuries. But I think that being next to an older Panay, and next to Ragnow would probably alleviate a lot of that. And what he brings in the run game is unlike anything else they have. They don't have yeah. anybody else that can do that can thump like that. Like he he can uproot guys and move them out of there almost as good as Sewell can. I mean, it, he's not as athletic as Panay, but he is every bit as strong as anybody they have up there. So like that was the one signing that Patricia made that like I was like God you paid him way too much money and this shouldn't have really been what you did but I like understand where you were going <laughs> like I because I I was like I like Vitae a lot it's just the health is never and then you know you really felt bad this the the year that they came back with Campbell because he got himself into shape and 
I, they brought Glasgow in here, and we'll see if that is the ultimate answer at the end of the day. You know, and and we'll see about Sorsdal, and he's another one that we'll watch on day one. Stenberg, right, is still Stenberg there. Stenberg is yeah, still so. there. Um, but Vita, man, if he if it clicks and you can get fifteen games out of him or something, I think that your run game gets even better than it was. And we've already talked about all the the stuff that these backs, in theory, are going to help with. But yeah, that is a great one that I haven't probably thought about as much. Like because this line, we've already thought about it as it's probably one of the best lines in football, and they really don't have an established right guard. They don't. They don't like they still have it. Yeah solve that long term well so, and glasgow yeah. too i mean that's right. sort of the same conversation there, we'll like he was i mean he was a mess in denver and i don't yes. know how much of that was just that he wasn't healthy and how much of it was that denver was a mess not very too. good yeah. um but if you get the like lions version of graham glasgow or yeah. some you know an older an older cut of that lions version of graham glasgow i mean we talked about him you know from the time they drafted stenberg is like or Jack Jonah, it's not not Stenberg. Mm-hmm. The time they drafted Jonah is like, well, this is like it, it, sort of the the bar is Graham Glasgow for Jonah, and I think you could argue he's, yeah, he's past that, cleared that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but still, to go back to that and, and think like, well, Graham Glasgow was a pretty he was right there. darn good yeah. guard for a while. He was worthy um, of his deal, I thought that he got. So you would hope with one of those two guys, you know. Stay healthy, and I, I guess, I mean, is glad. I assume Glasgow will be working some in that. Guard I think he's spot. doing both. Um, yeah, and so, I would yeah, also, I would add that he looked terrific. He looked in great shape when we saw him in minicamp. Now we'll see when the pads come on, but in terms of like size, that was as felt as I have seen uh, one Graham Glasgow since college. I would say, like when what? he was yeah. really moving around. He, I think he I, got too big, maybe. I don't, I don't think he, he wanted hurt. to leave either, no, which I think leave. is part of it. Like he, the Lions he got just hurt the, right away in Denver too. Did he not? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was they had the whole thing which we covered a bunch where there was like right and they're rotating. They all kept that shit. like right. They kept keeping his snap count down because they were trying to get him back on a cheaper deal or whatever. Yeah. And understandably, he wanted nothing to do with no. that. But I also don't think that he was look like oh, I got to get out of here. I think he wanted like. He's like best friends with Rag. Yeah, he wanted to be there. Like, he wants to they, be here. Patricia didn't want. Uh, yeah. So I think that that maybe is part of it too. Just coming back, and mm-hmm. you know, you hope that that clicks. So yeah, I mean, that's that's really interesting because that is like if yeah. both those guys are healthy, now you're really cooking. Now you're six deep, uh, and and then that, that's something you know. Then you have some depth it too. Gets really which, interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, that that's where I would be. I think a decent amount of the time. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Get back to the receivers with you in a second and talk about Jameson. But like the rest of the draft picks, um, we haven't had you on to talk about the rest of the Lions draft. This was the most interesting draft the Lions had under Holmes, I would say. And it's not, and it's one that you can debate with the positional value stuff and everything else. And a lot of those arguments in the moment are fine. Um, you know, as we know, these drafts, they take three, four years to really grade out. But like, I'm curious now, uh, we've had some months to look back on it, um, really across the board. I mean, even a guy like Broderick Martin or Sorsdahl, 
where they got, you know, and they probably got those guys a little bit of a ahead of where maybe you would have thought. But at the same time, when you look at the class and knowing what we know about Brad Holmes, what are your thoughts on the draft and and what are you looking at this class as sort of right now as we go into, go into camp? Yeah, I mean, I know you guys have talked about it. I don't think it was as surprising as maybe it felt in the moment, mm-hmm. how it, un- it how unfolded. That's a, that's a great point, yeah. Um, because I think that even leading up to it, you know, the, when I was on and when I listened to you guys talk about it and when I talked, there's people still like running into them in public who know yeah. me and friends like, well, what are the Lions going to do? And I kept saying, like, I think they're going to draft a tight end. I think they might get a skill position guy at some point. And you're like, oh, they just traded Hawkinson. You're not going to draft, like, go back mm-hmm. and get a like, well, I think they probably are. And so yeah. they ended up with like the Gibbs thing. Um, again, like I think the Gibbs thing was surprising because of how it happened and Campbell yeah. was surprising because of where they picked him and all that. But like those pieces all made sense to me because of sort of how we know that they're building the roster and what they were missing and everything. And, um, you know, I think that that's kind of the important point on like the Hawkinson trade or any of these moves that they're making. It's not like, uh, okay, well, they traded that guy because they're comfortable with the other tight ends. They don't need that player. It was just like, that was what made sense in the moment to get better for the next season. Um, yeah, right. And so it didn't necessarily mean that they were set at tight end. And, you know, like the Gibbs and Montgomery, I think, is a good tandem. And um, because they drafted Malcolm, it didn't mean that Campbell was an unnecessary pick. Like, uh, it just, I think it all, I think it all made sense to me. I mean, Branch was the one. That was my – I love the Gibbs tri- pick. I think uh, he, yeah. he was one of my like, favorite players in this class. Dane's sure. reaction was the best one where he was yeah. like, whoa, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. You know, like, I mean, he's, was, you just think yeah. about like what this offense is and um, sort of where the NFL has gone and yeah, just like – I know you've talked about it a bunch. Like, And the Lions really haven't shied away. Ben Johnson hasn't really shied away from being like, well, we – had plays that were blocked pretty well, and we just didn't really take advantage well. of them. And I have watched, uh, and you follow me on Instagram, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I got a lot of them on there, a lot of them. And They're so Gibbs there. and Montgomery too, but Gibbs is that guy that like, all right, well, this is blocked for, this is blocked to go. He's going to go. Like you're not going to get eight because he doesn't have that gear. Right. Like that's going to be a home run for you. So I think that that one made sense. I love the branch pick. Um you know, Martin, again, that was sort of the same thing. Like, well, they need someone here. They need someone here. And right. I think, I mean, I think that one could play out sort of like Aleem did, right? Like, yeah. that was the I, same round. I like, I think their hope, yeah. Um, that works out pretty well. I won't pretend that I knew anything about Sorsdahl before they no. made that pick. No, I don't no. know that no. anyone really did. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in terms of the class, in terms of where they had holes, I think that it all made um, – it all fit. And so, you know, that doesn't guarantee that all, you know, seven and eight guys are going to play, it's, but yeah, uh, it made it's sense really to interesting. Me. Like, you know, back when they first hired Holmes, we used to talk a lot about like what is, what we thought his profile would be or his preferences and all this. Um, and now I think that we've had some years in the past, the positions that I think that he's most comfortable drafting, especially with Ray Agnew there, we would say is they're very confident in their ability to scout defensive tackles and defensive linemen. And I think Aleem proves that. And I don't know if we can necessarily say that Levi, they, you know, the injury is what it is. I actually think Levi, if a healthy Levi probably would have been good. And maybe he still will be. We'll see. Right. So it's like, you know, you give them a little bit of that grace on that because they probably had Broderick Martin. They clearly did. They had him way higher than 
than most other teams. And you would say the same same thing about Sorsdal. I think they understand line play probably as well as anything else. Maybe maybe that's their, you know, we feel that better than anything else and we'll take a chance on guys with our gut. Because I think at times we would say like safety or receiver because I think they're, they're confident across the board. But I think it's interesting to me that a lot of their a lot of these linemen and tackles that they've drafted like are pretty far ahead of where a lot of other people have had them. And they, it's it's been okay. Or some of these additions that they've made <laughs> across the board too. So Well, I think you yeah. just to sort of further that point, I think you also get a sense for where they think, okay, here we can plug this hole in free agency without yeah, blowing the reasonable. whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Like we can even the Gardner Johnson one, like that's not a 10-year commitment you know that's not something where they're bogged down forever I mean so I think that there are some spots cornerback for sure is one where I think that they think they can find we've that's another spot you and I have talked about like why don't with Patricia especially in that era like just go sign a veteran cheap at cornerback what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) you can do that like it's pretty easy to go find like a guy uh, and so I think that that's one that, you know, we've obviously seen them bring in some guys there. I think, um, you know, defensive line, too, they've obviously drafted a bunch of guys there. But like Kaminsky, Bugs, mm-hmm. like I think there's some value. So yeah. I think you start looking around at uh, positions that they think that maybe they can throw a little bit of money at and get better. And then still, I, I mean, I still think the plan is to just mostly spend the money on the guys that are here, right? Like it's still yeah, right. Like yes, save it for the big contract extension. Save it. That's for- all what it is. Yeah, yeah that's a great so. point. I was actually going to bring up something else, but that's I want to stick on that for a second because this just came up earlier in the week. A couple of these contracts are coming out. Like Quinn and Williams got paid. Saquon didn't get paid, right? Uh, but it's it made me think of some of the Lions got like Sewell in two years. I think probably is going to be up. And unless you want, unless they can get it done earlier, but like next year, Werfs is going to get probably like a five year, 115, yeah. something like that, I would say. And Spinay is going to get more than that the next year. He's going to have, you're going to have to pay him like a left tackle. That's how it's going to have to go, whether you do whatever with Decker. And then Aiden, uh, at the same time, is going to, I mean, I guess it's still a touch early. We'll see if this all can, you know, he's got to keep producing. But if Aiden produces the way he produced last year, you're looking at another, you're going to have to set the market probably there too. That's two market setters. Those two guys are going to take up like 20% of your cap in like two years, three years. So I think that that shines light on every single deal they've done uh, and haven't done to this point. Uh, Well, and Jonah, right? And Jonah. Jonah, Yeah. Yeah. St. Brown is the third in line, and then I would Jonah's probably going to get that done faster because I don't know what the kind of deal he'll get, but he'll get an extension. And then St. Brown, I would say St. Brown, Panay, and uh, Aiden are the three because like St. Brown's going to be weird, man. That's going to be the one right there, yeah, where we find out what the Fords are all about right now. Like, because I've had my, you know, they have <laughs> done a good job to this point, but when those deals come up and it's time to start. Paying some of these guys, and you've got two guys, Sewell and Amonra, who are both interesting, and you could both get cheap on both of them and try to cheap on. No, Panay, you're only a right tackle. We're not paying you, <laughs> like you know, like or St. Brown. You're well. I mean, you're not DeAndre Hopkins. Like that's not who you know. So it's like <laughs> I can see already. You know, like yeah. the old days that would have been a problem. I don't want to get too far ahead of my skis there, but like, yeah, that we got a lot of questions about that this offseason. Like, why aren't they spending this money? 
And it's like, well, they already have. They drafted it. Like, they're going to spend the money on the guys they drafted. Like, yeah. Amon Ra is going to be really, really interesting in terms of, like, how much are you willing to, how high are you willing to go (laughs) internally? But also, I think there are going to be a lot of people around the league looking at that one. Like, he's not a game breaker. He's not a 20 yard per catch guy. He's not playing outside a ton. It's that. But the, that's another but the, one where but the, the metrics game, are like off the charts with him. And the game, know? I think, is moving that direction yeah. too, right? Like right. a guy like that and a guy like Gibbs. Like he's the best run blocking receiver in the league. I but think, the league's still figuring out exactly what, what that, that is. type of yeah. player is worth. <laughs> you know, that's going to be a really interesting one. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'd love to get them all on the cheap, but like that's just not, not realistic and not going to happen. Yeah, right. Like, which brings me to my like final point. Actually, here uh, question for you, like. Been, we've talked a little bit about this. It's been very interesting to vibe around the team in the, in the city and everything else. Like everybody that I've talked to that was a sports writer or in coverage of whatever back in the day um, has said like, this feels like the 91 uh, run. This feels like that. This is the first time it's felt like that since then, really that the, that everybody is excited and they have reason to be because you look at the team and you say, they don't have a Barry Sanders. That's the difference. Like back then, it was much more of a Barry focused, player focused. The forwards sure. were in a different place. But this is really, I think, for the first time maybe ever, <laughs> the team <laughs> itself is like the centerpiece. It's the star. There is no, you know, back when we were kids, you go to Lions training camp to see Barry and then you went home. Like, and in the back in the day, they would draft Billy Sims. Because they wanted to sell tickets and then on and on and on. And now it's the team because they've run out of other choices and options. And the best thing they have is the football team. And it's like, it's so different and weird, but it's also like notable. And um, and it hasn't happened by accident. And, you know, we've seen it happen from the start. So I'm curious to your thoughts on, do you feel a similar vibe in that? And I think that's part of why people feel the way they feel right now. But yeah. I don't know, I'm curious your thoughts on that. Well, that's a, yeah. I mean, that's a good point because I think I mentioned even there are a couple of those Caldwell years where you thought they would be good and thought they pushed for a mm-hmm. playoffs, but that was Stafford. It was right? just Stafford or, or Calvin, Calvin and Stafford, right? You Stafford know, and that's Calvin. It. You know, yeah, <laughs> that right. was it. Like, what's Stafford gonna? How many wins can Stafford can get they you this carry year? us completely? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stafford get you to ten. Uh, and so I think you're right. I mean, I do think that that's really interesting. I mean, some of that's by necessity, I think, because yes, right. they tied themselves to Goff, and Goff isn't Stafford, and no. we don't need to go down that road, but I think that's just sort of how they decided this was going to be built. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is really interesting, and I also think just for this particular city, that's not surprising that people would get behind that oh, sort of mantra God. too. Yes. Like it's right like, in, not perfect. right in the Campbell mantra, but right in the like, it's, yeah. the going to work Pistons, mm-hmm. like you're back so in it that. it reminds like, me of a little right? bit. Yeah. Like you're in that where it's just like ev- all of us against all of you yep. and we'll see how it turns out. And that's like, if you're going to have a fan base get behind a team here, that's the one that they're going to get behind. So, um, but I mean, I, Hopefully, for everyone who has their expectations raised, it doesn't come to this. I am really curious to see what the reaction is if, like, the Chiefs beat him by 30. Or (laughs) it just doesn't look good. The start of last year year was horrible. (laughs) And 
And so I'm curious to see if they trip a little bit coming out of the gate. If people like if they're 0 2, people are mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know if Campbell's the guy here. Right, like, I don't right, know right. if we're going to do that again. So, and yeah, I'm, that's the ultimate telltale is does everybody, and, and that includes the management here, who's not yeah. out of the woods of judgment because, yeah. you know, last year was such a big, you know, Colton and I talked about it a ton. It was such a big spot when Sheila came out and it was awkward, of course, but like when everybody was freaking <laughs> wow. out. And they were like, you gotta just settle down and ride with it. It was only year two. Okay, well, that gets harder if, like, weird stuff happens or something weird happens that's unforeseen or they stumble or it's they, they just get nipped a couple times and whatever. And maybe this year isn't the year where they cross the line, but it still looks like a team that give them a, give them a chance to keep going. Are you going to have the stomach to, like, ride it out? And, like... That is the big fascination that I have. It's it's not necessarily like the fans are going to be pissed if they start going to. They're going to throw fit and want Campbell fired if they go and one. Like that's just how they are, right? I, I get it. Like and the and the great thing about Lions fans and they've proven this forever is they always come back. So they have the they preserve the right to say whatever the hell they want whenever the hell they want to say it. Yeah. The difference there is that what is Sheila going to do? How is she going to react? Because I feel like for years and years and years and years, if you look back at this historically, like the family reacts when the fans really have been like, we've had it, guys. We've had it. Like, that's it. And they're like, okay, we'll fire everybody. We'll just fire everybody. We don't know why. We haven't been paying attention, <laughs> but we'll just fire everybody. So, like, are you going to be able to withstand some of that? Yeah. Because that in today's age is harsher than it ever was back then. So, like, if they do get into a bit of a rocky, like, Maybe they're six and six and struggling a little bit, and golf doesn't, you know, I don't know. Maybe Jameson doesn't look great, whatever it is, but they're hanging in. And are you going to start throwing fits because they just hung in and they're just almost as good as they were last year, but not quite a little bit better? Like, that's the question that I have because I don't think you should. I think this is a really good young team that needs more runway. And I'm curious to see if the Fords, if this is going to be different. That's my last, that's the last test, right? Like, that's the, is this going to be different? Are you going to let this thing grow? And not get in the way of it, and that's really my question. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't think we know the answer. I think you're we right. Don't. I mean, it's just it's it's just such an interesting spot across the board because it just has not. No, they just haven't been here. We don't know. Like as a team, like from a talent perspective, and in terms of the expectations, they haven't been here. But also, just like Sheila hasn't been here. No, this franchise has. hasn't been here. Like Holmes, Dan Campbell, the nobody. division hasn't been here. Like oh, when's God. the last time you looked at the division and there wasn't Rogers or Favre and like Man, there wasn't a team that was out. Like it's like you expect Green Bay to be kind of bad, <laughs> right? You're like they're not going to be good. I, I mean, think. and I think that that's part of. I mean, that's obviously part of why people feel the way they do. The Bears are still rebuilding. The Vikings. Like every metric you look at says the Vikings are going to regress this year. Oh yeah, Rogers is gone. I mean, there's a reason people are excited when you stack this team up to the rest of the division. But again, you got to go do it, and you mm-hmm. haven't been in the spot where people are. Well, we're you're the opening night game now. Oh my! You're going to be on national TV like whatever four times, five times. Yeah, like this is you're in it now. You're in the spotlight. People are expecting different things now it's not just like the fun and games uh dan campbell like let's run the hook and ladder in week 18 at green bay like you gotta go win and so i yeah i mean i think that that's from day one it's got to look like that like i said to circle back to where i started like you got to hit the ground running here and keep that progress from last year it can't be like no. well, let's just get to Halloween and hope it turns around. Like it's got to be, you got to go. Trying to win so, the division. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. 
that's the thing. It's a championship mindset from day yeah. one. And who's going to set the tone and who's going to be – and I think that, you know, Colton will go out there on those first days and I, you know, he'll he'll hopefully, for the Lions' sake, feel that right away where it's like, you know, Panay, there's no joking. You know, there's no messing around. Like, it's not like it's always been jokey or whatever, but, like, you know, the Lions have had light moments throughout the years. I would expect probably less of that in this camp. I would think that it would be necessary because, you know – I would maybe think Dan and Glenn go to some people and say, why don't you pick a fight today? Like on the first day, because it's time to go like that is this kind of camp, I think. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But Chris, I appreciate you jumping on. Uh, yes, Colton sir. does too. Uh, well, we hope Colton is feeling better. Yeah. This <laughs> Get it going here. <laughs> <laughs> because it is time. Football is in the air. Of course, we are ready to go at some point here. But uh, well, I guess we go all year anyway. Not really really changes yeah. for us one way or the other but in any event uh, thanks for Chris for jumping on for Colton I'm Nick thanks for listening and we'll talk to you later